what's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right? Um, I guess so. Aye, no problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll come on to talk about our topic, but no, amazing to be honest. I'm the exact same, mate. I tried to put in a nice cheery intro there into the start of this, but there's no sort of there's no sort of denying it that you know it's it's a pretty it's been a pretty awful couple of weeks um, in terms of in terms of being a being a bear and um, being a Rangers fan, hasn't it? Um, ah, it's been it's been grim. Yep, yep. Like I said, uh, you know, like we discussed before, obviously we we have entered first of all we haven't done a pod for a while, and apologies for that. Just sort of life sort of got in the way a wee bit there, so you know we hold it up. I apologise for that. Um, however. Um, let's, like we mentioned the last time we done the podcast as well, like the performances so far, you know, particularly in the league since it just haven't been acceptable, have they? Nah, nah. Like you say, recent form hasn't been great, and we'll come on to um, obviously our, our major topic or topics. But are you right? This, I mean, since the the turn of the year, since we came back after the break, really the performances have been have been. Shocking, really, nothing, nothing short of of terrible. Um, and seen as, um, you know, throwaway points in the, in the in the league, far too many. Um, and I put ourselves in, <laughs> in a good position maybe at first, and now in a very very precarious position with uh, what's our poor performances. Yep, yep, definitely. And if you haven't guessed tonight as well, guys, we're talk we're going to be talking about Sundays. Sunday's old forum game, um, most of the most of the show, um, but anyway, let's let, let's see, let, let, let's have a let, let's have a quick chat, Keith, about the about the past performances and just how you know since the turn of the year it's not been it's not been good enough. There's been a number of number of things missing in this team that we you know we, we've maybe highlighted, but maybe not to the extent you know that we maybe we haven't we haven't thought about it. But like certain situations, you know, not being able to grind out results when we should have, you know, been. You know, Ross County for talking sakes, Motherwell being two nothing up at home, um, getting getting a draw there. There's something fundamentally missing with this team, isn't there? Aye, aye. Like you say, the, the not being able to grind out results and throwing away points from leading positions is is a terrifying amount. We've done that this season in general, but more so this year. The pattern under Gerard. Um, that we seen that we didn't like was we kept giving teams a, a head start, um, yeah. but more and more under Geo we seem to be uh, throwing away leads. Which you, I mean we can we can criticise the team and we'll, we'll come on to talking about patterns and, and other things. I'm sure where we will criticise them over the previous you know season seasons, um, but we've never really been chucking away a lot of a lot of points you know from leading positions, but. We've been doing that far too much. That Motherwell one, I mean, you know, and a, a long list of, of games where you, you should be seeing criminal charges after it. Uh, that was probably one of the worst, you know, that 2-0 up at home to Motherwell. And it was 2-0 going on 10-0 at half-time and then just no show up at the second half and give away embarrassing goals and end up throwing away two points it's after beating Dortmund. It's just mind-boggling, mind-boggling and inexcusable, as just as an example. So, I too many of that, too many of, you know, 400 touches in the opposition half, creating nothing, and too many of, you know, conceding sloppy, stupid goals and throwing away points that there's just no excuse for losing. 
Yeah, I think I, I read somewhere that they've, they've dropped 13 points from winnable positions from a winnable... Was, was that before Sunday? Yes. So 16 now? I might, I might be not, it's including Sunday, sorry. Is it including Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. Aye. Yeah, which well, is just unreal. Aye. And we, we will come on to, you know, to, talking about these things in particular, but I think it was Walter Smith in his first spell at Rangers, maybe. It said, you know, something along the lines of football is easy, you just score goals at one end and don't concede them at the other. You know, it's about what you do in both boxes. You want to be solid at the back and, and good up front. Simple as that, literally. Um, and we've got to ask a bit face, you know. We, we're letting in goals at the wrong end and we can't score at the other, which, uh, you know, you do that, you're going to get nowhere. Don't deserve to be anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. And I think this is going to be a... I think you could probably tell with the tone of this, this is going to be a pretty much a, a hard-hitting podcast. We've got a lot to take. We've got a lot to go off our chest, haven't we? Maybe what you were discussing before. Um, ah, it's going to be painful, but chest, hopefully so cathartic. It's going, be, it's going to be a painful hour, so if you're listening right. for the whole hour, get yourself strapped in. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bumpy one. Um, <laughs> so, so let's 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 go into the let's go into the game. Um, let's go into the game. Let, let, let's talk a bit before it because obviously me, me and you were speaking about before the game and stuff like that. And I I openly admitted that this was the most nervous I've been in a long time for an old foreign game. Um, I had did have for 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 two reasons for, for a few reasons. Um, first of all, it was an old foreign game, so you do get a bit of the jitters and stuff like that. But the jitters were were overtaking the battle fever, if that makes sense. Because mm. I don't have very much faith in this team in terms of the way that they've been playing since the start of the year. And you know, I just I was I I, I was just more nervous than anything. And you know, I think maybe a, a few things. I mean, we we kind of put our hopes on one person, but not having Alfie there. You know, did sort of that. That that was a bit, that that was a kick in the nuts. Obviously, and he's not going to be here now for the rest of the season, which is a an even bigger kick in the nuts um, now as well. But yeah, the the nerves were the nerves were overtaking the battle fever, which which hasn't happened for a for a very long time. You know, over the last few years, um, and I think that's because I, well, I don't have faith in this in this starting team. What were you thinking before the game, Keith? When you you know when when me and you were talking. I I was I was to be honest I kind of like I felt I mean I was more confident than you I felt better than you did I don't know if I would say I was mm-hmm. confident especially with the Alfie because he's such a big part of our team well, well let let's not kid ourselves our, our team by and large over the last four years has pretty much been the Tav and Alfie show now there's been times where it's been you know uh, it, it's not been that um, whether that's for like a whole season of last year or spells within seasons where you know Alfield's popped up with five goals in ten games or something you know but by and large it's been the Tav and Alfie show so yep. um, when you lose one or other we fall off a cliff really and, and we've seen you know we don't need to look that far back to the, the previous old firm game at, at, at Sharkhead with the Alfie and we you know me and you could have been playing centre-half for Celtic that night it, we, genuinely it was slippers on it was just too easy um, so I, you know, we losing Alfie was obviously a, a major worry. I, I did two things though. I felt under Geo in general, we've been good at home, um, and as the, the game proved, Celtic aren't that good. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I did take solace in the fact of right, but they're no, you know, they beat us three on the last time, but everybody has seen their, you know, Barcelona from Pep's time is nonsense, right? They're not great, um, and. 
I we were all right at home. So that was kind of outweighing the Alfie thing. And I thought, you know, hopefully we're going to be fired up for this. We know what it means. Um, we'll go hell for leather at the start. And if we get at them, then we can cause them problems and score. We've seen them be, you know, concede a lot and be picked apart in Europe, which is comparable, you know, when they played decent sides, they shipped goals. So I thought, you know, maybe we would go at it and obviously we'll come on to how the game started. But I thought, right, okay, this is first five minutes. I thought this is what I was hoping for. And it, it's the old adage of it's what it's about what we do. You know, if we show up, then we'll beat Celtic. And if we don't, then we won't. Um, and that was kind of my feeling before the game. And I felt being at home, I, I, you know, and because we needed it so much, I thought hopefully they will show up. And, you know, I, I felt, Felt all right. I didn't feel amazing, especially with no Alfie, as I said, but I felt all right. Yeah. Yeah. You make a fair you make a fair point there. So let's let's talk about the game then. So obviously we get off to the, the best possible start with a you know a really early goal from Ramsey. And from there, you know, just intensity that first wee bit. I mean they were they were, you know, dumbfounded by it. You know, they were Celtic were struggling um during that wee bit because of intensity and stuff like that as well. You know, it was such a great start, and it's just you know, it's just such a disappointment when you see that start to how it to how it turned out, isn't it? Aye, like you say, we started well, got a, an early goal. What was it like two, three minutes or something like that? We, yeah. we scored, um, and we were speaking about this a wee bit before. We were pressing them high, we were in their face, we were winning the ball back. You know, Joe Hart was under pressure and just hunting out the park. Sometimes we were forcing them to give it to that Starfield donkey, who I, I don't care what anybody says that guy's a donkey, man. And he was just giving us the ball back. It was out for shies. He was just humping it and it, it, just getting rid of it, right? We were just getting the ball back from them um, and we were causing them problems. It, it could have been two, you know, like we, it seemed like it's only a matter of time before we scored again. Um, and then in, in typical Rangers fashion, having dominated and got them pinned in and tangled, we've totally got them on the ropes. Um, you know, they, they get a, a wee bit of decent play down the right from their point of view, and we are just shocking defending on our left. And then, you know, they get a goal at nothing in their first attack, and that was it. Ten minutes in, game was done. We, yeah. it, it, that was it. Team was, from there, from dominating and being all over them to bottle shattered inside, you know, how, as long as it took them to run up the park and score when... You know, there was 10 mistakes and it was just out of nowhere, really. And it was like, ah, fuck, it summed up our season so far, really, if I'm being honest. It definitely has. I totally agree with you. Let's, let's, let's unfortunately, let's talk about, let's talk about that then. You know, like you said, their goal and stuff like that and just the, the series of catalogue of errors which happened during that um, as well. No being able to clear the ball, you know, thought, you know, McGregor could have done better with the, with 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 the with the first with with the initial shot, and then it just comes out to the boy the boy in the, you know eight yards out. There's only one place that boy's going, and that's the back of the net. Aye, and I mean you know we can say what you what we want about Rogic and how long he can run about for and all of that, but he's got enough quality that like you say he's not going to miss for there, especially given the scenario you know where McGregor's already spilt it twice by making good you know he's made a save he's made a couple of saves, but he's spilling it and he's putting it right back in the danger zone and stuff that he, he wouldn't have done and we'll, we'll maybe come on to McGregor a little bit but even before that it's Jota and then uh, McGregor it's just far too easy you know they, they glide past two, three, four of your players or whatever it is on, on their right or left as I say you know like we just miss tackles it's just feeble it's that, that was it that kind of summed it up all day they, they, 
they wanted it more. You know, how many times did they go and we go in for a tackle when they had the ball and there's a bump, you know, the, the ball bounces a bit a wee bit and they come away with it. That's just wanting it more. That's when you get the you make your own luck sort of thing. I don't, you know, okay, any given tackle, the ball could go anywhere. But for it to happen 50 times in the one game, that's just because they want it. Now, that's no luck. That's not how it works. Do you know what I mean? They're just wanting it more and they just got through us. They were, it was too easy. Make a foul, you know, go in stronger, whatever it is. And they were just far too easy cutting us, cutting us down that, that side. And then, I like to say, a couple of shots, a couple of fouls, and the boys left that tapping, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. And like you and like you said as well, I, I noticed that as soon as they scored, you you, you felt, you know, a ch- obviously a change, obviously, you know, them drawn, but you felt you felt a bigger change, you know, like, you know, the player seeds were doing, the fans were trying to jeer them up. But I think everything, one of the things that I, I thought that was really, was really obvious as well was when we we done we done kick off again and they went straight back to corner Goldson and then he just lost it up the park again going nowhere. I was like they're fucking their heat self, you know, their bottles crashed, that's him done. Belief that was just, yeah, they belief in it rather than, you know, no. working it through the midfield and getting up to, you know, out wide and try to do what they usually do or anything like that. There was none of that. I went straight back to Goldson and Goldson just, you know, skipped it up, tried to hit a rebo with it, who you know, we'll talk about Johnny whenever you bit, but he, he could have been think... in a green white top on Sunday for all done for us. Aye, aye. No, definitely. Um, but I think but it was you, just... you make a great point, though, about the, the Connor Goldson thing, and that, that sums it up because if they, they, kept, they kept the belief and just went, forget it, they've scored in their first attack, right, that can happen, forget it, stick to the plan. Um, and you look at our goal, and it comes from playing to Kamar Roof like he's Kamar Roof. You know, use his movement. Ramsey's getting close. And the theme early on was use this movement to create space and have Ramsey getting up, either getting close or getting beyond him and exploiting the space. And we did that. We did that well. And as soon as they scored, the belief went and then Goldson just lumps the ball at the park and we're playing him like he's Alpha or he's Lucatoni or whatever. And that's all we did pretty much the rest of the game. And, and, and again, we'll talk about Ruth's performance. But I it, it, it just... It summed it up. And what I find mind-boggling about that is this Celtic team, this Ange ball, this, you know, revolution of football, we've played them three times. So by my maths, that's six halves of football. They've been better than us to any great degree in one of those halves. Yeah. Five of them, it's been itchy-peachy or we've been better. And they scored on the first attack, out anywhere, which can happen. That's football. Um, inside 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, we look like Oh, we can't beat this mob. They've, they've been better than us for one fucking half out of five, out of six. How is that acceptable? A fold like a wet fiver as soon as they they have one wee bit of joy. Just keep you've had them on the ropes for ten minutes. Just keep doing what you're doing. And oh man, crazy! Can't believe it. It is, it is. I mean, I think I think it, it it tells you a lot about this team, you know, and you know something that you know again we keep saying this, but we spoke about we spoke about before. You know, you you mentioned that on it. You know the sixteen trophies we've been in in the last how many four years, and we've won one of them, and that's you know the bottles. Every other time that we've done something, obviously Europe's a bit a bit different, but every other you know domestic competition that we've been in other than the league last year, we've shot the bed because you know the bottles crashed, and it's something that's tell so telltale on I mean, this team now, and it's you know people were maybe giving them a lot of help because you know a lot of. They did a lot of stuff. We had a lot of money in the bank from a lot of money in the bank from um, from from last season and winning the league and stuff like that. But when you think about the bigger picture here, you know, 
they, every single time they've got something, they shit the bed, don't they? Aye, and take the emotion out of it. Like you say, right, 55, big deal, legends, all that stuff is, is true. But take the emotion out of it and just look at it as you mentioned. Um, okay, fine, take your put of it and go, you know, three trophies, four seasons, at least domestically, one one. And and the one that we won, you know, there was we had help, right? Celtic shot the bed. Um and again we'll, we'll maybe talk about our our performance this season. But yeah, you know, we were good last year, but Celtic were poor and we were in the league early and it was clear they were struggling early. So there wasn't the same amount of pressure. Every other time and I mean you look at some of our cup results and some of our cup performances where Oh man, it's embarrassing, right? Even in that time, one cup final and uh, those, uh, those four seasons as well, it's just not acceptable. And even even in Europe, I would argue there's been times where we've been under pressure. Malmo is the example, and we've shot the bed. We've done well in Europe when there's been no pressure. As soon as the team has to perform or whatever, there's a bit of pressure. No, no being that great, to be totally honest. No. Um, yeah. You know, so. I I I agree, man. There's just a serious a, mentality problem. That's a really good point, Keith, that you make there as well, because you know, like all the other games you've came in and won, you know, particularly in Europe, you know, we're expected not to do well, like Dortmund for talking sakes, you know, stuff Aye. like that. Whereas, you know, Benfica, you know, when we played them, we weren't expecting it. We, we, we got, you know, we got results and stuff against them. But the games that matter, like you said, we thought, you know, we we, we thought we done well getting Malmo in the in the Champions League draw. And then they put us out in their ass because again bottles crash when, when there's a bit of pressure on this team. Yeah. Um, it tells you it tells you a lot about it. And then, you know, going back to the game, it was you know, when the heads crashed, it was just a matter of time before, you know, the second one went in. And then once the second one went in, that was it. You know, I was I said to Sip said my brother and I said to him, I said, This is it. this is this is our, this is our season, this is our season in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, and we we could have played all day on Sunday, and no and no scored another goal. You know, they were the whole the whole way that they went back to, you know, this whole back to out in the wings and floating a ball over or trying to float a ball over, and hoping for a ricochet somewhere, and you know, Russell and end it to score in. Isn't it going to work against teams like Celtic who who sat back? You know, they didn't offer anything at all in the second half. Celtic, well, I said. McGregor did make that good save, but other than that, they didn't offer anything. It was all us. It was all Rangers in that half, but we could have been there. It, it was one of those games, you know, where we could have been, we, we could still be playing in the no score. Aye, well, go, going back to the, just on that last point, going back to the, you know, patterns over the last four years, how many times have, have we been sitting at Ibrooks and seen that exact same game, whether it's Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Motherwell, take, take your pick, where some team, some team of jobbers comes, uh, hits us on the break, um, and gets goals on their only attack, and we have just tons of tons of the ball in their half, but are devoid of ideas, and it's just lazy crosses from deep, and their big centre halves just teeter the ball to the halfway line, where their centre halves put it back out to their fullbacks, their fullbacks take a touch, put in another deep lazy cross, and repeat for a for a full half of football. We see that game. 20, 30, 40, how many times, you know, from this squad, we've, we've seen it, we've seen it the full time, so it's a, it's a problem that we've had, and it's why, you look at Gerard's record against Aberdeen and Kilmarnock and teams like that, it was fucking honking, man, League Cup, take your pick, his record was terrible, um, yeah. or this squad's record, sorry, if we take the management out of it, 
was terrible. Uh, and so it's continued. And that's what yeah. we've seen on Sunday, was just that that team of jobbers that we couldn't break down. And whether Celtic are jobbers or not, that's how they played in that second half. So, you know, that, that's what we faced and, and that's how we handled it. Um, but just on your, your, your first point, I agree, as the same. I said to the guy beside me at half-time, I said, see if there's no subs, I'm just, I might as well just go because nothing's going to happen. And there was no subs at half-time and, like you say, we all knew where it was going. All right, we all stood about just in the off chance some sort of miracle happened, but we all knew where it was going. Yeah, yeah, we all knew it was going to be, it was going to be a victory for for them. It's pretty much ends the league challenge. You know, the league title is pretty much over for the season as well. Um, on the back of that as well, and there's a there's a few players, Keith, that I want to I want to highlight um, during this as well. Not just okay. this game, but pretty much all through the season. Um, one of them is, I think, one of the ones that I've been pre- fairly critical of this season. Um, as well when, when we've been doing these podcasts and it's the first one I want to talk about is Alan McGregor um, like I said I think Alan McGregor's arguably between him and Gordon probably our best goalie you know best goalie of all time in there he's been sensational however this season he's been fucking awful most of the time you know he has came out and made a few good saves you know and he has brought it back a few games and we kind of deny some of the saves he's made as well have been, have been top class but this season you know, he's been at fault for arguably more goals than what he's probably been his whole time at Rangers um, as well. And also, you know, we do, I don't have any faith. I have faith in him, but like I say, in a one-on-one situation. But in terms of a corner coming in or a free kick coming in, you know, a dangerous free kick getting lofted in, he's, he is so stuck to that goal line and it just makes the defender's jobs more difficult. Um, and I'm just really... I I don't like giving him you know sort of sort of you know giving him the jip or anything like that, you know being critical of him because he has been so good for us throughout the years, but I think this maybe is just one season too many and it's cost us, you know the the number of this, the number of points that he's cost us this season it's just it's 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 hard to see you know somebody that you you know a player that you know he's he's, he's won so many you know he's won so many points for us in the past sort of being like that does that make sense. Aye, aye. I mean, like you say, he's he's cost us more points than in this one season than he has the rest of his Rangers career put together, no yeah. doubt. Um, and if McGregor is a true bear, and, and I don't doubt the guy for being a bear, he knows, right? He's a fan as much as us. He just happens to play for the club, right? So if he's a fan, he knows the drill. He knows that at Rangers, you can be a hero, you can be loved forever, but you can still be shite and deserve dropped. It's it's as simple as that, and it's not mutually exclusive. It's not like, oh, you can't you can't say you want to drop him. That's sacrilege. No, it's not. This is Rangers. If you're not performing, you're at the team. Um, you know, simple as that. Absolutely simple as that. And being a goalie is probably even you know you get even less wiggle room because one wee mistake costs a goal. Whereas you know a, a centre forward can miss twenty chances a game, score one, and he's still scored, and he's a hero. So. You know, like it's it, it might be harsh, but that's the life, that's life at Rangers. It's life as a goalie, and it's as simple as that. It's nothing personal, McGregor. You're just no, as you know, you're not doing the business. Maybe you're still just as good as you ever were, but you're not doing the business. You're not showing it in the park, so it doesn't matter. You're at the team, big man. Um, yeah. You want to earn your way back into it, then showing training, and when you do get on, do the business. Fair enough, but you're at the team, and I think he's um, you know, he knows himself. Like you say, he's not as 
he's not as confident. I mean, he's never been great at coming for crosses, but he's got worse this season. Um, and some of the, the other times where, like, just taking that first Celtic goal, he spills stuff that he's, he's not spilt before. And that's that, maybe that last wee bit of reflexes where there's a shot and where his hands normally just come together at the right time and he catches it. They're coming together that wee bit too early or that wee bit too late and he's fumbling it and people are going tappings. We've seen his reflexes just drop that wee bit. Shots inside the 18-yard box. He's just not quite there. Um, he's no, he's not the player he used to be. Um, and that doesn't mean you don't, like you say, you don't respect him or whatever. Nothing personal, but he deserves yeah. dropped. It's as simple as yeah. that. And McLaughlin's done nothing wrong when he's got in to suggest he's not capable of doing better. Yep, definitely, definitely. I think in terms of the rest of the season, McLaughlin's just signed a new two and a half year deal. Didn't he? Just, just a few weeks ago. Aye. You know, and it looks like if we don't get anybody in, you know, just talking about obviously try to sign him a goalkeeper. You can you can see that, but give it, give him, give him an opportunity the next few games. You know, McLaughlin. I think McGregor. It could be, it could probably be the best thing for him. Also, to make the firing line a wee bit. Aye, um, absolutely. In terms of his own side of things, and give give McLaughlin a chance. McLaughlin hasn't been given a chance. You know, a proper chance. I mean, he's, he's played a few games, but he's never he's not had any real massive games to play in for Rangers has he you know the games that he played yeah. in towards it was last season I remember last season Gerard was sort of switching between the two of them quite a wee bit and Aye, got a run during that time yeah at the start Aye. but then after that McGregor was in pretty much the whole season and then this season he's played the cup games and that's been it and then obviously McCrory played the Celtic the first Celtic game because McGregor and McLaughlin both had Covid and Aye. during that time so he's not really had he's not really had a chance to sort of Stake his claim almost to make sense, you know, in terms of what he's, um, you know, in terms of be, being the number one goalie. And McGregor's always been it, and McGregor, as like I said, he is a fantastic goalkeeper. But I think it's time, you know, I think this should obviously, I think it is his last season, and um, I think he knows that as well. But I, I think it would, I think I'd, I'd maybe for the sake of the rest of the season, you know, in the sake of him as well, I'd probably take him at the firing line for the next few while and let McLaughlin go in the goals. Um, Aye. No, it's just it's an interesting point you make. If you why give him a two year extension if you can't trust him to play him? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and one of the things that another one of the other players I want to talk about as well, and this sort of goes hand in hand with this, um, is Connor Goldson as well. Um, he's been getting a lot of been getting a lot of uh, grippings, uh, a lot of, a lot of jip and um, and social media for his performance, and I think it was more the. You know, see this try to play the ball out from defence all the time. It just it terrifies me. You know, because the cost is a goal against Aberdeen to start the season when they went two nothing up. Ah, oh, that was um, a horrible goal, the, man. That was pure yeah. Benny Hill stuff. And since then, they've 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 hardly changed it. It's so easy to defend against Rangers. I mean, I've noticed at one point they played that boy. I kind of kind of Celtic talk I'm talking about here. Celtic played that boy that they've got up front, the striker, the, the Greek guy. They had him. Right. Up front, but as soon as as soon as we were taking our by kicks, Rodic moved up to centre forward as well from midfield. So Aye. we had two sitting there, and as soon as we passed it to the defenders, they were on us. And all Golson done was done that sort of curl ball out to get an Ebo, who you know was a fucking man missing. But that 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 was one thing Golson, you know, one thing I can say about Golson is sometimes he doesn't have good games and he's he's cost us a lot of stuff like that. But he's always. He's always there, and he's always he's always trying to argue the case, you know. In terms of that's a free kick, he's always talking to the referee. He's always trying to shout and 
put a bit of effort in, but sometimes it's just not good enough like it was and it was on Sunday. But you know, it's it's pretty clear and obvious that Golson's Golson's going as well. And obviously we've no had we've no had the chance with a, with quite a lot of our defenders being injured this season. You know, we've been playing Golson and Bassey quite a lot. You know, now if he's not going to be here next season, Keith, is he the same situation as McGregor? You know, do we tell him thanks but you know we're going, to, we're going to play Hollander and Balogun for the, for the next few games, you know, to drop him out. Obviously, Hollander's still coming back from a big injury and he still doesn't look the player he was last season, but would you would, would you do that, Keith? Um, it, It's a tricky one because I think Balogun's at a contract in the summer as well, is he not? Yeah, so, so he is, yeah. So, I mean, I, well, well, we'll maybe talk about contract situations a wee bit later, but um, it's a tricky one and I think at the start of the season, I mean, I, I've said before, I would have sold Conor Goldson in the summer. I've never wavered on that. Um, and I would have signed him in centre-half. So I, I still stand by that. Um, I've been critical of Conor Goldson earlier in the season for his attitude. Um, performances have still not been great, but I'll give credit where it's due. I think his attitude's a lot better. Like, under Gerrard, it looked like he didn't want to be here and he had mentally checked out. I, I don't think that's the case. I, I see a guy that, on Sunday, I seen a guy that was trying to drive a team and trying to win and cared. I mean, his performance wasn't good, but he cared at least. And he didn't look like he was giving up, popping up in the right wing when we put him up front and put in dangerous crosses and, like you say, arguing with the referee and shouting at other players, telling them, you know, come to the ball, attack, defend, whatever it was. He was, you know, like he was trying and he cared. So you've got to give the guy credit for that. But the situation at centre-half, you've got uh, Hollander, who is... You know, come back for an injury and hasn't looked great since he came back. I'm a massive no, Hollander no. fan, but he's not looked good. Um, Bassey's not sent a half. Balogun's at a contract, and you know, can he play two games in a week? Um, Goldson's at a contract in the summer. It's not a great position, really. Barisic is, you know, fell off the edge of the planet. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think you just need to fumble to the end of the season with what you've got and and clean house in the summer you know yeah. I'd be tempted to give King some game time as a young kid and see what he's got because maybe that means he's an option for next year um, I, I don't know but I don't think I don't think Gio's going to do that but I, I'd no, I be tempted so. to you might as yeah. well right what have you got to lose yeah exactly I agree with you I agree with you give some of these boys a chance and one of them like you said they're King I mean we've gone off a wee bit off here going to someone else but Someone that should be getting, getting an opportunity is Alec Lowry, I think, in terms of what he can what he can deliver for us. Agreed. So, um, yep. he, he should he should at least be on the bench, I think, on Sunday. Um, maybe he do something a wee bit different. You know, Celtic aren't scared to bring on young boys. They've done it loads of times against us. You know, why are mm-hmm. we so different when we can't, you know, you know, do something like that instead of sitting? No, no disrespect to him, but someone like, you know, like Steve Davis, who's just came back from an injury. There was... For some reason, it seems like that Gio doesn't doesn't like him, or else he knows it's it's, it's not really worked out this season for Davis with Gio being there, um, in terms mm-hmm. of injuries, and then he's been on the bench, and then sometimes he's even been selected for the bench. You know, in terms of situation like that, and it looks like Davis is going at the end of the season as well. Do you, do you say to Davis, you know, right, you know, young Lowry's in to see if he can see what he can do. You know, I'm looking at next year. Yeah, we'll go and look ahead now because it looks fucked. We're fucked out, so. We've got, you know, we need we need to start looking ahead now. Um, Aye, and I think the, the the interesting point you make about throwing on youngsters. I mean, think of it back to like Walter times, and you go starting against Celtic. Jamie Ness, who's that? 
Boom, yeah. you tap in, you know. Reese McCabe did something similar. Like, who the fuck's yeah. that kid? Bang, scores against Celtic. Um, even when we started in the Champions League away at Man United and we, we played that boy Hutton. What was the boy you named? Remember? Hutton. Played, Hutton. played brilliant yeah. at Old Trafford. And you're like, fucking hell. You know, like, sometimes just take giving these kids the chance. They, they go in with no fear um, and, and go for it. So, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm all for, especially now in the league, like you say, we're pretty much, apart from going away to Shark Head, which you never want to lose, um, and playing teams you don't like and never want to lose to, we've pretty much got a, a run of dead doubles in the league. So why not give McLaughlin a chance? Why not give some of the boys a chance and, and see what they've got? You know, absolutely. I'd be doing that. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, right, him, there's the next one, which is, which he's been uh, on Sunday, he absolutely infuriated me, but and I don't know, I don't know how he played the full 90 with Joe Aribo. Um I think Joe Aribo's got all the talent in the world, but for some reason against Celtic, he just doesn't show it. And it seems like also he's, he's no showed it since he came back from Africa, up a couple of nations, you know, whether that's tiredness, you know, playing a lot of football at the start of the season um, as well. But play against Celtic, he's never, he's never, I don't think he's had a good game against them. Um, and particularly on s- Sunday, their goal, his marking was awful. I don't know if you've seen. I, I watched it. I watched the goals back, and he got highlighted on it. And, and a you know fairly, fairly big one. You know he was marking. Was was it the first one or the second one? No, I think it was. He was marking the boy who scored, and he ran to maybe done about four steps and then stopped running, whereas everybody else kept running. And by the time the ball was in the back of the net, he was just by the eighteen yard box. So it just shows you, you know. That's it. All the talent in the world, but doesn't show up in the big games. Aye, I mean, I, th- I think first thing I'd say about Joe Rebo is I-, I do think he needs help in that. He needs taking out the team and he needs a rest. Um, pressure's building on him. I mean, you look at his, you look at his game time, right? And he went to the African Cup of Nations when everybody else was on the holidays. Then he came back, and it's been non-stop. And every international break that's happened, he's went away to Nigeria and he's played a couple of games and. He played, you know, when they got they get put out of the World Cup qualifiers just through the week there or whatever it was, you know, yeah. last week. And, like, the fans raided the pitch, chasing the players off out of anger and all that. I mean, you kind of come back and be buzzing after that, you know. So he, he needs a break. And by all accounts, I don't think he was too hot for Nigeria either when they got put out. Um, so I, I think to, to, to give the kid a bit of, a bit of a, you know, a bit of credit, if you will, or, or a, bit of, a bit of wiggle room, I think he needs help. He needs he needs he needs a rest, and I think that that's fair. And and you know, it's understandable his levels have dropped because of just you know the non-stop intense nature. That being said, that's one issue. The other issue is he is rancid against Celtic, and he has been ever since that two-nil game uh, under Gerrard, where we lost to Ibrox away back at the start of the yep. you know three quarters of a season. And um, it seems like his bottle went that day, and he's never regained it. And even when we were good last year and we dominated them, he maybe had a couple where you thought he was all right. You know, it was a six when Celtic made it easy for us. You know, they were they were nothing, and we were all right. We were on easy street, and again we could afford to carry a passenger. And it didn't get nine, but he didn't. You know, has he ever had an assist or a goal or posted any sort of numbers against them? He's not right. He's not had a good old firm game where you go. That was the real Joe Aribo. The, the Joe Aribo we've seen at the start of the season this year for us, where he was our best player up until the break. Um, we've never seen that guy in an old firm game. He just 
you know, we've seen him in European games be brilliant, but he's just never done it against them. And like you, I don't know how he came out for the second half. I wouldn't have started him. I don't know how he came out for the second half. And it's it's unfathomable that he managed to last the full 90. Um, and the scary thing is that he's probably going to start in the cup semi-final and he's probably going to start at Sharkhead. And he should never be anywhere near an old firm game again. He shouldn't have been, like you say, he shouldn't have been at that one. He shouldn't have, but he shouldn't be any any other again. And it's just, it's a bit terrifying that he's probably going to start the next two as well. And that doesn't bode well because you're starting with 10 men. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I'm just so frustrated, I guess. It's because we know what he can do. Aye. He doesn't, he doesn't show it against, it seems like he seems to have a sort of block where he can't show it against them, which makes him all the more frustrating, you know, when you know that, what he can do. And he just, Absolutely. you know, he doesn't show up. And there was times his passing was just awful on, on Sunday as well. Like, remember one of them, he put the ball, he, he brought the ball down after that, went from McGregor to Golson. Golson done that pass to him. He brought it down well, he had a wee bit of space, and he just passed it into the middle of the park. And Celtic ended up running up having an attack. And we're just like, fucking hell, man. Not looking when you're passing, just shot the bed totally. Just hot totty. That, that was it. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, as the game went on, it, it got worse in the second half, I thought, that he just had, he was like, there's two Celtic players, I'm going to go and stand beside them, and then I'm marked, and I don't get the ball, and then when I get it, it's just a hot potato, it's just, I want an idiot, just didn't want to be there, absolute bottle went, like, I, it was one of the ones where you've seen players either go down injured, or if he had it in his nature, it's 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 Vidar Recef in the 3-0 game when we won the league, the league at Sharkhead, where he just puts in horror tackle after horror tackle until he gets sent off, because he's just like, I don't want to be here anymore, I'm just going to start kicking folk until I get sent off. It's that sort of thing. He's either, if he had the mean streak in his character, he gets sent off. Or I'm surprised he doesn't just go down injured and go, oh, my hammies went or whatever, I need off. Because, you know, he didn't want to be there. He was just hiding. It was over Jaria stuff. Remember him? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it, uh, you're just like, he's just hiding. Doesn't want any part of this. Doesn't want any part of it at all. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And there's one of the guys, I think you were talking about, Keith, is that right? Um, as well, one of the guys who's you know, um, second most expensive signing ever, and been fairly disappointed with him. Speaking of talent, you know, there's more in there, but just on the scene, I, I mean, Ryan Kent's had a shocker of a season. Uh, yeah. You know, like his numbers have never been great, but you know, this, I think Hadji's got more, more numbers than him still, and he's you know he's been injured for ages. Ryan Kent's been terrible, man. He said the odd game, like Dortmund away or whatever, where you, you see the real Ryan Kent. But since Gerard left in particular, it looks like somebody stole his bike and he's just not happy about it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. We should maybe have sold him in the summer. And the thought of him, you know, well, we need to sell him in the summer coming up. But the thought yeah. of a, a second most expensive striker ever, just half arsing it until, you know, next summer. And... Leaving for free is criminal, genuinely criminal. So we're probably going to be forced into selling in the summer, and you'll be lucky to get your money back because he's not in great form. Um, and you know teams will know we'll be desperate because he's going to leave for free soon. So you know they're not going to offer a huge amount. So you're lucky to get your money back, and it's just ah uh, man, so frustrated watching him because he used to they used to be scared of him, and I know it's a new squad. Um, that they've had, you know, they've had that big overhaul that we we're probably looking at in the summer, and these new guys have got, you know, they're not necessarily scared of them. Now that's on Kent. 
go and give them a reason to be scared of them, especially if, even on Sunday when they brought on bloody Ralston um, because of injuries, you know, for the last half hour or whatever. And Kent never went at him once, man. The amount of times that, uh, you know, Kent gets the ball and he's maybe 10 yards in their half and he's one-on-one and he dilly-dallies, dilly-dallies, dilly-dallies. And then it's there's three of them over there and then he goes to try and beat somebody. And guess what happens? He's up against freedom. See if he just yeah. went right away, just go, he's done, go, drive, drive, drive. If I was his football coach, I'd probably say to him all the time, drive, just get your head down, go for that byline, just take that guy on, drive forward all the time. As soon as you get it, drive forward. And he doesn't, he, he just, 74 touches, he up looking about, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? Like an old granny, you know, a crossing in a, in a car, and you're thinking, just fucking pull out, and then you wait until there's somebody there, and then she pulls out and causes an accident. It's like that. It's just hesitation because of lack of confidence, and then there's three of them. Then he tries to take them on, knowing fine well, the odds are against them, and it's like, oh, well, of course I didn't skin them because there was three of them. Aye, but there wasn't fucking three of them when you got the ball. You shot it. It's that or the back, and and I, I get he's having a bad year, and his confidence probably is low, but if that's the case, take him at the firing line, let him rebuild his confidence because if he's not got the courage to do his job, then he shouldn't be in the football park. No points for Rangers. It's not acceptable. Exactly. 100%. It's been it's only two goals this season. You know, it's for, for one of our for arguably a problem, one of our most talented players is just unacceptable. Um, he's scary, he's creative, he's dynamic, he's attacking. Well, why does he why does he not score goals or create goals? Why is it why is he get five assists and two goals? And forty games across all competitions. That's not somebody that's highly creative. That's not somebody that's a danger. Do you know what I mean? Like the stats, just it doesn't it doesn't bear out. It's never been borne out by Ryan Kent, no. if we're being totally honest. Yeah, yeah. So it's, aye, that's a really frustrating one. And then you know, there's no chances going to. I don't think there's even. I don't think there's been. I seen somewhere on social media that was talking getting a new deal. You know, there was talking discussions on it, but I don't. I, I, I think if Rangers offered them. One, he wouldn't take it. I think he wants to go back to England. I think he's working his ticket here. And, you know, out those four guys that we've mentioned so far, you know, McGregor, Goldson, Aribo and Kent, I don't think any of them will be there next season. Um, do you? No. No, no. I don't think so. I don't the think only, so only way is that, um, for Kent in particular, is we don't get an acceptable offer. That, yeah. That's it. If, if somebody, if one or two clubs are interested and will come close to giving us anywhere near our money back, then he'll be gone. Um, Aribo, we spent less on, so we can accept less for. Um, but even at that, I mean, that's two of our biggest ever assets in terms of modern football prices. Um, young English talent that has done well in Europe. And, you know, like if we'd get got these guys on longer-term deals, we could be commanding 10-plus million for both of them. Yeah. You'd be lucky if you get 10 million for the pair in the summer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and I think that's I think that's a good thing that we you know while we're on that point, is maybe to discuss you know the sort of bigger you know maybe not the bigger picture but out with the, the actual the actual park, is discuss you know like let let's talk about Geo and then let's talk about above Geo like Ross Wilson and stuff like that. So let's start with Geo, Keith as well. You know, he could potentially, and I think I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think he will by the end of the season be, you know, four and zero against Celtic. You know, four defeats because I think they'll. The way, the way that we are playing now, we're not going to beat them at Hamden and we're certainly not going to beat them at Sharkhead. Um, the way that we are playing with the zero confidence and stuff like that, you know, obviously it's it's a bit it's, it's a bit drastic to consider 
you know, been in them now so far, and you think of all the money that we'd have to spend to get rid of him, which we're going to next season's obviously transfer budget and stuff like that. But you know, in terms of the big games, other than Europe, he's not really, you know, the 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 twelve point switch, you know, since uh, since Christmas as well. There's a lot of pressure on him going into this, and you know, do we trust him to be the man that leads us next season and does this overhaul of players? You know, and brings in some of his own guys, and then you know, and things like that as well. It's a lot to consider, isn't it, for him? Aye, I mean, we, we spoke before about April being a, a massive month and that, that goes one of two ways, right? Either you're going to achieve the success you're looking for and it's it's an epic period or you don't and it's a horrendous period um, and it could be the type of period that Gio never comes back from as a, as a Rangers manager, certainly in the fans' eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I suspect the chances of us sacking him are probably pretty slim. We'll give him yeah. the summer, first full window, Squad overhaul, go and make it your own. But like you say, if he goes 0 4 against Celtic and wins nothing after you know being six points clear in the league and and, and all that sort of stuff, then um, you know he's uh, he's not going to get a lot of time next year. There's not a lot of room for error. That you go and lose the first Old Firm game and find yourself three or six points behind, and the pressure on the board from the fans is going to be pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Fail to make the Champions League qualification, which we're probably going to face if we finish second. Again, you know, is that's not going to go well. There's not going to be any any fat in the plan. There's going to be no room for error. Um, a lot of the fans will be turned off and be just ready for any wee excuse. Uh, a la Rafa Benitez at Everton, where it just you know starts the season. You think this is already doomed. It's a matter of time here. Yep. Yeah, and you know, it's a bit drastic considering that now, but you know, you know, the, the way that the, the ultimately the performances do lie with him, he's the manager, he's the one that picks the team, he's the one that goes out there, you know, and gives them the instructions on the day to play that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that, 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 that's what they're supposed to be. Obviously, he said the Celtic game at Parkhead was different, and you know, everybody shot the bed that day. Um, but you know, he's the guy that goes out there and gives them, you know plays them this way, obviously sees them all in training, sees what they're doing every day um, as well. Ultimately, it falls in his head. Um, and like I said, there is a chance by the end of the season that he's, you know, he's played Celtic four times and he's not going to, he's not going to beat them. And that's including, you know, three, but three league games and also a very, very important cup game that's coming up as well. I think um, the, the saving grace that I would say for, for Gio is, as we've mentioned already on this, there's a pattern here for this squad that goes back over four years with last season being the outlier. So yeah. there, there's an argument there to say, well, you know, this is an ingrained, long-held pattern and behaviour. So actually, how much of that do you lay at Gio's feet? Now, I totally yeah, agree. He, he picks a team and he's made lots of mistakes and picking the wrong teams and the lack of subs and stupid tactics hitting him right in the face that he's done nothing about. Um so I, I guess there was maybe something we discussed about when he first came in and I was quite a, an advocate uh, of saying no, but maybe what he actually needs in the summer as part of the whole overhaul is a Scottish coach. Yeah. Maybe he needs that Neil McCann beside him that's just going to be like, oh, no, fucking don't be daft. Or, you know, you need to do this to, to combat this, this style or something. Maybe that's actually what he needs because, you know, this squad has struggled with, with, with that, knowing how to actually win in the Scottish game, you know, breaking down these these jobber teams that just park the bus. Um, 
low block, uh, if you want to use the, the modern term, then maybe, maybe that's part of the overhaul in the summer is going to get Neil McCannon beside him actually, and you know what that might that might help as well as part of a player revolution. That's maybe the route I would go down, but it's yeah. a big decision for the board rather than it is for Gio. He's not going to go and hand in his, his resignation. Um, no. It's a big decision for the board to stick or twist. Yep, yep. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is, maybe not the board will say, but... You know, Aye, Ross Wilson. Wilson. Aye. Yeah, you know, like some of the things, like one of the points that you mentioned there was, you know, getting all these players going into their last 18 months, 12 months of their contracts, going to go somewhere into his last couple of months of his contract. They should never be getting into that situation as far as I'm concerned. Um, there should be a case of if you're not going to sign a new deal and stay with us, get them out where we can still make money. But it's getting too close to the term now. We end up losing. We spent three million upon our goals and it has it has worked out well. Obviously, it's been three million. Abby considered on the whole pretty much well spent um, on him as well. But then he's leaving for free. You know, we've got Joe Aribo coming in his last year, Ken's coming in his last year, Alfie's coming in his last year. And then the year after that, we've got, you know, we've got guys like Tav coming out his last year's contract, you know, and things like that as well. It's all sort of adding up, isn't it? And it's just like, why are we getting into this situation where we should be making, if we're going to make money on them, we should be making mega bucks on them, you know, like Nathan Patterson sort of level money on these guys. Whereas mm-hmm. no one's going to get anywhere near that. No, and, and that's exactly it. So if you're talking about this summer, over a barrel, we're selling Alfie. Aribo and Kent at cut deal prices because it's that or lose them for nothing. Mm-hmm. That that's criminal, right? But also, if you're selling at an opportune moment, you're selling Tav, Hollander, Ryan Jack, because they're all they're a summer after, right? And they're at a yeah. contract. So if you're going to get prime dollars for those guys, you sell them this summer. That's what that's exactly what we should have done with Kent and or Aribo and or Alfie or whatever in the summer there. So as we're knowing the position where, you know what, they're going to do a Kylian Mbappe and they're going to be like, I can go now um, and, you know, see however much. Or I, I do another year here, half asset, and then instead of them paying the club five million, they pay me and my agent five million and I get that money. That's what that's what modern players are doing. That's why all these top dogs are just messy. Left Barcelona for free. Mbappe's going to leave PSG for free. That's, modern thing. Ramsey did it when as a good example when he went to UV, left Arsenal yeah. for free and they went, well oh, there's fifteen million going sign. That was part of the problem I think why uh, Holland went to Dortmund because it only cost his, his buyout clause was like sixteen million, but him and his agent were wanting signing on fees are like ten million each, right? So it bumped the price up. Modern football that that's the way guys are looking at it is I could get that money rather than Rangers getting that money. So I'll just yeah. chill out here on 30 grand a week for another year and then cash in. So you need to sell these. So if we're going to sell these boys in the summer, you could be looking at <laughs> Balogun's goes for free, Goldson goes for free, you're selling Holander, you're selling Tav, Barisic isn't fancied, you're losing McGregor. Okay, so we're going to have John McLaughlin, Bassett left back, and, uh, you know, what's that boy we've got for Hearts coming in at centre half? And they defenders, do you know, like yeah. you know, and that's not even gone for the rest of the team. So, uh, the contract situation is a massive worry. It's a massive worry. Um, I, I don't know what happens, man. I don't know what happens, but we've absolutely got to make a move on it and and soon. Um, and look to either tie some of these boys down, even if we don't, you know, go and sign Kent a new contract. 
even if you still sell them in the summer, it just means you get value for money. I don't mind. I'm not saying we keep them, but we need to be looking to tie some of these boys down. Otherwise, we're just going to lose shit tons of money, and it's yeah. it's pretty criminal. Um, and the the model, right? The model. Aribo is a brilliant example of the model we should be doing. But there's two halves to that model. Signing them for three hundred grand is an amazing. Well done. Whoever done that business, phenomenal. But see if you don't sell them for anything, then you've missed a trick. Get them in for two years, up his value, sell them for seven to ten million. That's exactly what we should be doing. And then that funds the next generation. That funds the next round, the next round, and so on and so forth. And the yeah. clubs make the clubs making a bit of bunts every time. We're going in the right direction rather than losing them for free. It's pointless. Utterly pointless. Exactly. Hundred percent agree with you. So this is. It's absolutely criminal what's happening. I think that now, with in terms of these guys, no being able to, no, you know, if they're not signing, then get them out before this situation. We should be discussing contracts with these guys at least probably, you know, twenty four to eighteen months before the contracts are up. No way to go and this close to the the wire. No, a massive summer for Ross Wilson and Geo and the board and some of the players, and like we we just, you know, we we can't understate how how much work's yeah. got to be done. And how much this is going to be make or break for some people's careers at Rangers? Yeah, big time, big time. It's just holy, holy, holy frustrating, mate. About everything, you know, everything that we've seen this year. Um, you know, we've pretty much worked a, done so well in the coefficient. You know, getting the getting that automatic spot in the Champions League, and for your your rivals to come in and take all that money off you because you're shut the bed. Ah, I just hand forty million to them. Yep. And numerous occasions, you know, that it's 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 your fault, you know, it's it's totally totally dangerous fault, you know, that, that we're in this situation. And, you know, we were this time probably last week or week before that we were in a you know, we're quite excited about April coming, you know, we're nervous about it, but I'm even more nervous now about it because I don't you know I don't have really any faith in this team after you know, particularly after obviously the season, but Sunday as well. And I just I pray and I hope that they prove me wrong, but I I don't see it, mate, because I think they're just this team is just full of serial shite bags. It's in the semi final. Everything that's 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 it. The, the semi final at Hamden, that's yeah. pretty much realistically that's all we've got to play for. Um, yeah, that, that's it. That's everything. That is our cup final. Um, you know we've got to go and win that and and go and break this cup hoodoo. Otherwise, it is that sixteen trophies. One one shat the bed and literally every other one almost apart from maybe one or two of the European campaigns. Um, it, it's just we've got to break that 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 hoodoo going into next season. It it will give us a wee bit of momentum and gives the fans something of a bit of belief. And hopefully, any of the players that are still here, it gives them the belief that you know that they can go and, and win a cup. It gets Gio a medal in his first. You know, like it's it's so important now, and it stops their fifth treble in six years or whatever, which is just. Disgusting man, that would that gives you the book. I don't understand how that's possible. So we've got to for so many reasons, we need to go and win that. We need to go and win it for ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I know we've got a game on Thursday, but you know, I'm like, concerned like you're concerned about the game on Sunday because I, I could honestly see them winning on Thursday and then getting beaten getting beaten Sunday against St. Mirren. Right, just the way they line up. If they go and play in Thursday like they did in Dortmund, I'll be raging. It's a slap in the face. It's basically just, and that's what this team, that's what strikes me with this, this squad of players is. Um, sometimes, you know, when there's no pressure on them and they can be bothered, then they play good. And 
when they can't be bothered or they, they, you know, they, they don't really care. Oh, well, we won the league last year, so you know we've done that. I'm not really bothered about that this year. Let's try something different. Let's go for Europe, and and they, they can be brilliant. Disgusting, man. Honestly, it's yeah. just a big slap in the face. That is, that is, mate. That is. So it would be. It would be. Aye. So I think that's probably a good place to call it. Maybe <laughs> you feeling any better? Are you feeling worse? Nah, worse. Yeah. I feel worse now. Actually, talking about aye. it. Um, 100%. Getting angry. About <laughs> <laughs> it as well. But let's see. We'll get the game. We'll get together for the game in Thursday, which will be good. So, um, looking forward to seeing to seeing that. And let's see. We'll be back next week to discuss that game and also the repercussions of. Sunday as well for us at Minigame and probably potentially talking about the split as well, which will be getting announced probably some point next week, I imagine, after the after all the games are played. So no wait um, for that. Just just before you go, but how how are you feeling about St. Mirren? Like regardless, forget let's let's just look beyond Europe. Uh, how do you feel about after Europe, uh, being away in Europe and then going away to St. Mirren as a kind of must win league game? I'm zero confidence in them. I can see let's say I can see is um I can see he's beating Braga over there by some miracle and then, you know, getting beat off St Mirren 1-0. Even if you were only playing Braga this week, you'd still worry about going to St Mirren, wouldn't you? I think think there's a good distraction for the team. Um, Aye. For the players, probably for the players, but the pressure's on again on Sunday. You know, pressure's up again on Sunday. You know, they've maybe got a free pass for Thursday. Sunday it's back on again. You know, you need to win, you need to come back after that horrible performance on Sunday and, and, you know, and do something about it. Do Celtic play on Saturday? Because obviously they're out of yeah, Europe. They play on Saturday, aye. Oh, they, well, there you go, right? If they go and win, then... I mean, either way, if they go and drop points, then there's an opportunity which adds pressure. And if they go and win, then, you know, we need to win to keep it alive. Although, like we both know, it's, it's deep, right? But anyway, um, it'll be a pressure game on Sunday. So, aye, like you, no hey, confidence. Going to no. St Mirren, your dog, mate. No, not at all. Not at all, and I'll be watching it probably through my through my fingers watching the game on Sunday. Well, I have been for most of the games at the, towards the end of this season, as well. But I I think that's a that's a good place to call. I'm going to go lying down and have a greet for a couple of hours before I go to my bed. I'm going to go going to go and find a homeless guy or something and kick fuck at him. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, guys, we'll be back. We'll be back after this to discuss all things Rangers. Until then, cheers, Keith. Cheers, mate. That was shite. Hi, right, cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>